G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In every commentary in the New Testament epistles concerning spiritual gifts, the writer tells us that every believer, without exception, has received a spiritual gift. Now, if he said 99% of us have received the gift, you might say that you're in that 1% that missed out. But we can't say that because the Bible says every time that each one of us have received the gift. So the question is not, do I have a gift or ministry, but what is my gift or my ministry? This is Set Free with Ken Legg. We've had a very interesting time this week looking at the subject of discovering our ministry gifts. Hello, Phil's my name and we're joined once again by author and teacher, Ken Legg, and we're talking about spiritual gifts. Now, the point that Ken has emphasized again and again this week is that knowing the role God wants us to play in his body, we need to know it. And we discover it that particular way that we've been gifted by the grace of God, and it's not complicated to do that. It's far from complicated. It's quite simple, in fact. It's the most natural thing, Ken, you say. You've shared uh, this week that there are seven helpful ways that we can come to a sober estimation, as Paul says in Romans, of our God-given ministry. So let's go through those again as a bit of a recap, shall we? Yeah, okay. Well, the first thing uh, is that, of course, God gives us desires, desires that are in accordance with the gift that he's given to us. So there are things that we like doing, there are things that we enjoy doing, mm. and that gives us an indication of what God has already worked in our hearts and in our lives. It's God who works in you, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. Mm. So look at your desires and the direction that they're taking you. And then the second thing is closely related to that. We talked about our gifts motivating us, and we gave that illustration about the lunchtime disaster, and we saw that People around the table all responded to that crisis in a different way. And I encourage us to look at the way that we respond to a crisis next time and look at the way that others respond and note that they're responding differently to you and I because we're wired differently, we're gifted differently, and we're acting in accordance with the gifts that God has given to us. So just see how you're motivated in life in a general, natural sort of way. I really love that illustration that uh, you had this week. The little boy spilled his soup all over himself and all the people acted in different ways with gifts of mercy or with administration or, or serving or uh, prophecy. Um, uh, I wonder, is, the, is there a gift of, uh, I, I told you so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that would fit. What, what else did we touch on this week? Well, um, we talked about the fact that when we receive the gift from God, we we often receive a burden that coincides with that gift uh, because the gift can meet the need that the burden is bringing to our attention. For example, again, if I can just use myself, I, I talked about the fact that I do get a burden when I when I hear the Word of God being taught incorrectly and people believing wrong things. You know, uh, Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm. So um, I love to see the truth setting people free. And so the next thing is that not only do we receive a burden for the problems that we see, we receive a vision. We see 
the good that can come through the operation or the exercising of our gift. Mm. And so in my case, again, you know, I, I see the possibilities. I see, hey, if we can get some teaching out there in as many different ways, especially in this age in which we're living in, you know, these, this wonderful multimedia and incredible means of communication. We can use satellite TV. We can use DVDs and CDs and radio and books and, and so on. The, the list is endless. And so you, you begin to get a vision of see the kind of possibilities that your gift lends itself to in terms of meeting the burden that you're feeling that's also in accordance with the gift. Mm. I, quite, I like the way those things all gel together. You've got one negative in a sense that you know, problems or needs in the body of Christ, but then the other is a positive. We see answers through our gifts that we can contribute, we can help people, we can do the things that need to be done. And there were three more things that we touched on this week too, weren't there? Yeah. Um, of course, God speaks to us, you know, because we're starting to feel, hey, you know, maybe there's a ministry here that, uh, that I have. So we talk to the Lord about it and we, we, we ask him to confirm it and he does. You know, he speaks to us. Mm. Uh, we don't just ask him to do it once, but it happens time and time and time again in ways that we never expected it. It comes from other people. It comes through our time with the Lord. It comes uh, just in that still, small voice. We get that sense of the peace of God coming upon our hearts concerning our gift. But then the next thing is we, we begin to uh, examine the fruit that's coming forth from our lives. And uh, I encourage us to be a good fruit inspector mm. because, you know, um, it's only Jesus that can bear fruit. And so if we're bearing fruit, uh, he must have given us something there in order for that fruit to become visible. And then, of course, we want to say from there that the body also recognizes our gifts because they see the good uh, that is coming from them, and they, they receive the benefits of those gifts, and they start feeding back. They say, you know, that really blessed me, that really helped me, that was such a God thing that you said or did then, and you hear this over and over again, and you begin to get a picture that this is a ministry God has given you and that you're privileged to be used uh, as a member of the body of Christ to bear fruit for his name and for his glory in this way. Mm. And really it's about recognizing that we're all different. God has given us different gifts and uh, there are uh, different things that we can do. And I just I love the picture of you know the people who are passionately serving God in cleaning the toilets yeah. uh, are just as valuable in the kingdom and valuable in what they do in that gift of serving that they have as the guys who are in the administration or who are doing the teaching or whatever it might be because it all goes together. We all need to yeah. pull together and fill all those gaps, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's good practical stuff. It's a very important point, Phil. Uh, you know, in fact, I often say to our people, you know, I, I just happen to be the front man. Mm. Uh, but there's no way that the ministry that we do uh, at home and overseas could be done without the incredible team that's backing us up. We are a team. Most of the folk are invisible to those that are recipients of our ministry. Mm. Uh, I just happen to be, you know, the one that's a bit more upfront and visible uh, on stage, if you like. Um, but there's no way that I can do that without the backing of a whole body behind us. So that's a valid point. Mm. Let's wrap it up, shall we? What are some final thoughts? You've got something, yep. some, some good punchy stuff to finish it off. <laughs> well, here's a few practical things. The first thing is to remember, and we've already emphasized this point, everyone has a gift. Everyone without exception has been anointed by God to function in a particular way in the body of Christ. It could be cleaning the toilets. It could be. And it's a valid point. The second thing is that the body of Christ is in need of your gift and suffers without it. And then I would go on to say this, that the gift is not for you, but for the body. That's so, an interesting point. Yeah. That's a very interesting because, point. Because, I mean, if I've got the gift of healing, it's not so that I can become rich and famous. <laughs> it's so that the sick can be healed. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they are the recipients and the, the, the beneficiaries of the gift. 
Another thing that's important, Phil, is this. The Spirit of God knew what he was doing when he placed you in the body that you are in at this time with your particular gift. Mm. You know, he's arranged this. He's orchestrated your particular place in the body and he's given you the gift that that body needs to function. And that leads to another point because we're all gifted in different ways. There's no place for jealousy, envy, or pride. We don't need to compare ourselves with one another. God never does that. We tend to do that. You know, we, 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 we compare results and we compare gifts and so on, but God never does that. Mm. So therefore, we never need to compete with each other. It's not an issue in the kingdom of God. Another thing I would say is this. Don't try to do what you're not gifted for because there's obviously no grace of God upon you for something that you're not gifted for. You'll find the grace of God in the area of your gifting. Don't try to copy others. Just be yourself. Somebody said, when God made John Wesley, he destroyed the mold. Mm. There's only one God, uh, John Wesley, you know. There's only one Ken Lick. Thank God for that. <laughs> There's only one Phil Edwards. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so don't try to be somebody else. Just be yourself. God has made you unique. Be the unique person that you are. And one final thing that I think is very important here is this, that just as our gifts differ, so do the results. Mm. You know, the results are not our doing. Leave those to God. There's an incredible release when we come to that place of understanding that we're not responsible for results. That's God's department. Do your best and leave the rest to God. Now, wrap it up with some words of Paul. He says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, or words to that effect. Have a sober estimation of uh, the gifts that God has given you and then play to your strengths. Do the things that uh, God has given you passion in. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.